Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. It's your boy, Christian Espinola, and right beside me in spirit is my boy, Joshua Cole. What's good, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're here uh, communicating through the Skypes. Uh, I hope you guys are all be- being healthy and safe out there and, you know, taking the necessary precautions. You know, this uh, this coronavirus is the fucking worst, dude. But, yeah, uh, you know what else is the worst? The fact that i gotta give you a dirt for saying that we on skype when we actually on discord oh no that's <laughs> number one yeah i just got uh my first derp you guys is that in your pocket it's all right it's pretty rare it happens to me the night is young <laughs> yeah uh we got a lot to cover this week uh we uh we have mostly manga this week which is nice uh we have like five X books too. It's not great, but we're we're going to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Chris Espinal. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? At J D C O L E underscore three seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Instagram. Our producer Edge Lord Brian couldn't be here today, but uh, he is. Uh, he sends his regards, and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug him real quick. Uh, you can follow him at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow. Um, you can also follow the show itself at newgemcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything for us to talk about or cover on the show that you guys want us to hear, talk about. Uh, you can uh, email us at newgemcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, that would be the best place to find us. And uh, we have a YouTube channel where this episode will be going up. Uh, I finally figured out video, so hopefully it will uh, it will appease you guys. It'll be a, a fun little addition to the show. Uh, we usually do a stream on this uh, uh, for this show on Twitch.tv slash New Jump City. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, technical dis- difficulties. My internet's not great, so uh, we're forgo- foregoing the stream this time. But uh, it, next week we'll give it another shot. Uh, Go to twitch.tv slash newjumpcity if you're interested in watching the stream next week. Um, but for now, uh, we're going to dive right into our manga. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to randomize this. Samurai 8. Uh, we are on Samurai Chapter 43, the final chapter of Samurai 8 ever. Um, rip. <laughs> it's, uh, this, is, uh, this is it, Josh. This is the final one. Are you sad? Incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'll recover from this. Yeah. You guys had really high hopes for this, um, but uh, all good things must come to an end, I guess. Um, this is Chapter 43, Pandora's Box. Last we left off, Hachimaru was like achieving his final form, and uh, he's like, he, An is like standing over him, praying, o- praying over him, giving him power, and uh, he's finally achieved his final form, which is this cool samurai look uh, with a long ass jacket, uh, big Hokage jacket there. Um, he's all swagged out, and also they're both like 24 now, I guess. Um, or something or something like that um 
Yeah, it's it's a really cool look for Hachimaru. I'll give him that. This is uh, the armor looks cool. Uh, it's really well drawn. I'll give uh, this chapter is is there's one thing I'm gonna miss about Samurai Eight is the art. <laughs> um, but um, the the chapter continues with as soon as Ata sees this, he gets bitter. <laughs> he he's like, I will not hear your slander, pop, little boy. He's just upset. And uh, speak on, don't speak on big boy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He really was upset. Um, I don't understand why, but I guess he figured he knew what time it was. And he was gonna lose, so he's talking shit now. Yeah, he's so Hachimaru he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, man, I don't. I'll say whatever I want. You're the man who killed my father. Um, it's really uh, really cool sequence. They're about to scrap up. And uh, we get a little interlude scene with uh, inside like Hachimaru and An's minds where Hachimaru basically announces that he's going to sacrifice his own life in order to save the universe. Uh, and uh, that's uh, after her, her, him and An share this like tender moment where she's like, I'm going to miss you. You know, um, Hachimaru finally achieves unlimited stance everywhere. Including apparently zero stress. Um, yes. <laughs> he's not stressed in the slightest. It's important. It is important. And, As well uh, as all of these other things. Yeah, and they finally achieve the shooting star sword attack that they built up in the last couple chapters. And uh, Ata gets blown the fuck up. Uh, and I don't know. I it, It's confusing. Well, uh, it looks like Saturn. He just. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Just, yeah, he gets like you put a sun on him and then cut the sun in half or something. Something like that. Man, he's, he's and and the explosion was so bright out in space. You know, they seen that shit. <laughs> Galaxy the way. I mean, this is the final move. It's supposed to be real showy. So yeah, it's supposed to be real extra. Um, meanwhile, uh, I guess Kala and. Dharma's master have been fighting this entire time. Uh, I, I can't for the life of me understand where this started. I don't even remember that half starting in the last chapter, but I guess it's happening. I believe this, uh, a flashback. Yeah. Maybe before she, she had died, but who knows? Like they really don't specify. And at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, it's really funny because the next thing that's happening, like uh, Dharma's master is just sitting here talking shit, just like, I can see it. I envision your end. And Kala is just like, my end? With his multiple, four chins and no eyes. Uh, and Ew, His head looks like a piece of broccoli. He got Thanos' chin, Charvis' Up, up ahead, he's ugly. Yeah, he's you know, ugly. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he's wearing. His battle style, his stance is trash. <laughs> he's not he's even ready. Blame. Listen, bro, it's over for you. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, my end, he was mad shook too. Yeah. Because this, this woman with a lot of strength and power and authority let him know what, what it was all about. Um, She's basically like, and then she goes on to say the 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 seven true keys will actually be reunited, and we get a shot of all the uh, supporting characters we were supposed to get at some point if uh, if we just given Kishimoto a chance. Uh, 
it was like a it's a big two page spread where all the supporting cast is here. There's people we haven't met yet, like this dude with the horn and this lady who's battle damaged and all that. Uh, it's he's like Mate, this is what you could have. This could have been us, but you cool. playing. Yeah. Oh well. No, very sad. Um, and then it's just over. Uh, <laughs> I guess Kala is just ba- ba- uh, vanquished, and uh, everybody just uh, they they finally get a glimpse of the Pandora's box, which is I guess Hachimaru in a way. Um, and the uh, the Pandora's box is all leading them to the other supporting cast that we were supposed to get, and um. The chapter ends with uh, Hayataro walking up to An and uh, handing her his uh, Hachimaru's sword and uh, and his coat, and uh, she's gonna be the main character now. Um, and I do like this. I do like this panel. Uh, I think I like this a lot too. Yeah, it's a nice way to end it. Uh, it was weird because I was always thinking, "Is like, what if An were to develop some kind of weird uh, samurai powers? That would be pretty sick." Yeah. Right. And I guess he had that in mind at some point. And that's the thing. Like, I I, was, I mean, th- this is the end, right? So, you know, on the next page, they just say we're about to head on a new adventure. And they blast off into space with their sea turtle and fucking rabbit machine spaceships. Cool yeah. stuff. All right. But, okay, so, look. I feel like Hatch, they just started with her being the main character and being a samurai and going through these experiences. This would have been such a better series, and I, I don't know. I, maybe to some people it sounds whack to say, "Oh, why would it be better just because of a simple gender swap?" And you know, the the simple matter is like, you know, the time is relevant to the time. It it'd be nice to see a young woman, you know, go, you know, like romance and and an actual like hard work trying to like figure out her abilities and who she really is, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and, and go through failures and successes it's you know we, we see it a lot in like i guess tv shows or movies but it would have been nice to see it fleshed out in a in a in a shonen match um i i don't know man could you think of anyone any series that to mind when that they had is a, like a, a, a main female. female um madaka box was she was i don't know she was it was really outlandish um, and, and silly, hmm. you know. So I don't think it was it was tr- traditional in that sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like there is one that has like a, a Promise Neverland. Emma, she's she's a prote- she's the protagonist. Yeah, but they fumbled the pack. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> too bad for that. And she was part of a trio anyway, and it wasn't. Oh, I don't know. There wasn't any romance involved. So yeah, I don't know. And it wasn't truly traditional, you know. Anyway, yeah, this had this could have been. I don't know, but it, it is what it is. He he showed us what could have been, and it's like too fucking bad because you sucked in the beginning. Why wouldn't you do this to start with? It would have been dope for them to both be samurais growing up together. Yeah, like much. Zoro and his and his and his uh, late friend, Kuina. Oh, yeah. we got her name, Kuina. Oh yeah, I knew you would know it. Yeah, um, you know. I'll say this: uh, no matter how this series ends, and the, despite the fact that it got canceled, uh, and before I say anything, I want to just point out that I think Kishimoto, no matter what, is like a Hall of Fame mangaka. You know, the guy like was part of a class sure. that just like revolutionized shonen as we know it. You know, like nothing can take that away from him. 
Um, that being said, though, I it's I hope that if he does make another manga, which I'm sure he will, that he doesn't go back to battle manga. Um, it's not because he's particularly bad at it, because he's obviously not. He's like he's still like got it, you know. But I I would hope that he would do something different. I I I actually kind of hope that he writes uh he makes bench his old one shot into a series. Uh, it's this like a uh, one shot about a baseball team, about a kid's baseball team. And he seemed to really enjoy doing that. <laughs> I, I, I want him to do something a little different because it's so hard to be doing these, like, to stand out doing these battle manga. And he's from, like, a different generation, you know? So, like, his style of battle manga, he's done everything he can, you know, I think. Like he's, he's been heavily influential as well. I mean, come on. You do 700 chapters. I didn't chapters. even oh. take anime or manga seriously until Naruto came in the picture. Yeah. That's for sure. And, you know, you just really wanted to give him a chance every time. And I'm sure he'll have more opportunities. There's just no way, you know, that's just easy money. He'll come up with something good. Yeah, there's no way he's not going to come back or at least be good, you know, like he's set for life. I do hope that this artist comes back, though. He's super talented. I really like his style. He's. I. I hope he lands on his feet and finds something. You know, I hope he makes his own series. Yeah. Okay. Um. But it, it was really cool. Um. And I'm. I'm glad we got this series in a way. You know, there was like really cool moments in it. So I'm. I'm pretty excited for the future. And uh, that is, I guess, our post mortem on Samurai Eight. Uh, a rip. Uh. Do you have anything left to you wanted to say? Put the obituary away. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Um, and we're going to move on to the randomizer. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number 42. Um, last we left off, Boomerang and Spider-Man are out here uh, trying to find the pieces of the life immortality tablet thing. Uh and uh, they they nearly figured it out. You know, they nearly got all these uh, these pieces to this puzzle until they are uh, in the sewers of New York fighting an army of vermin that were created by uh, by uh, what's his name, Craven Junior, and his like his dude, his scientist man, and uh, they... this scientist man. <laughs> cool. No, I'm shit. <laughs> it's better than I would have said. I would have just been like. That fucking guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you remembered. And they seem, and as if handling vermin wasn't like shitty enough, they uh, run into this guy. Uh, this is Gog, apparently. Uh, God. Gog. G O G. Oh. Um, okay. Gog. Oh, he was a sweet little boy once, and he like snacks and playing hunt and. Bats and sweaters and stuff. Yeah. But what? Happened? Yeah, I had no idea who this guy is, but apparently this entire issue gives us a backstory on Gog. Uh, apparently Gog is like a re- recurring character in Spider-Man's series. Uh, he's this weird. Uh, is he? Apparently, uh, Spider-Man explains here that like whenever there's uh whenever there's like a bad guy and he needs like a strong like henchman dude gog is usually it and i'm like all right i've never seen him before mm-hmm. in my life but uh, but this like sure. run has been bringing back people from like 20 years ago so i wouldn't be like surprised you know 
but yeah, basically we get a little backstory on Gog, and apparently he's this alien pet creature thing who used to belong to this uh, weird prince guy, and uh, he he was uh, all fun and happy and all that stuff, and you know he's just playing frisbee out here and shit, and then uh, he was. There was like this war that broke out on this alien planet, and uh, he was taken away. Um, just a happy little boy, all sad and shit now. And uh, they were separated. He was separated from his owner, and uh, he ends up on Earth, where he was captured by Craven. Uh, and uh, the rest is history. He just became his henchman, came across Spider-Man a bunch, and uh, it's a it's just a sad story all around. All he wanted to do was get back to his uh, his planet. At some point, Spider-Man takes him to uh, Reed Richards, and uh, they they promise to send him home and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a uh, it's just really depressing because it doesn't work out. He finally gets back to his home planet, and uh, as it turns out, he he finds them in the middle of like a battlefield, and. Uh, including this kid that he used to be owned by. Um, and uh, they're very happy to see each other, and they, like, start fighting alongside each other. Uh, and then it gets sad because uh, that's when uh, this kid just gets blown the fuck up, and uh, it and uh, it gets very... It's just over for him. He's done. He's dead. He's canceled. The boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, <laughs> uh, boy, my blue alien boy, my blue God alien. Damn it! Uh, Is that important cards tonight? Yeah, and Is uh, that they, I don't know. Is that what they're going for? Is that how I'm supposed to feel in my heart? <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to feel real bad for God. Um, it's uh, it's very okay. unfortunate. Uh, and uh, basically, the last surviving member of this kid's army uh, gives him the life tablet to protect forever and ever. And uh, that's why he is currently fighting against uh, Spider-Man and Boomerang. And that's where the issue ends. We finally have an understanding of where God came from. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess. I thought it was, like, all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't thought it was it. all right, too. Yeah, it was, uh, it was I just... I can't wait to see some more action with Gog in it. <laughs> yeah, with our new favorite character, Gog. Uh, our new favorite well, he's definitely not your favorite. He actually has, you know, like an, an ability and looks different. It's not a human being <laughs> that can just walk. Yeah, he's no Hawkeye. Yeah, but I'm, I would I would acknowledge that you do appreciate him as a character. Oh, I love him. He's uh, he's uh, my second favorite character next to the almighty Black Widow. But um, of course. Yeah, that was uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Pretty regular. You know, it wasn't like crazy but it wasn't bad either it was a nice little issue uh getting to know gog um but without further ado sure. <laughs> without further ado randomize my hero academia chapter 265 villains and heroes uh last we left off uh the invasion of the liberation front's headquarters was in full swing uh twice activated his sad man's parade and uh, everybody was uh, ready to scrap. Um, the chapter continues with uh, Fat Gum and, uh, and Sun Eater uh, teaming up with Kage, uh, with Tokoyami. I forgot. I almost called him Kage. So we're going to already, I'm just going to cut you off and predict and say that this was the 
oh, you know what? Let me bite my tongue because One Piece was different this week. So <laughs> this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't, this ain't certified. It. You know, you, I think we got Let's multiple a very ones. good chapter. Is it VGC? Uh, RGC. Uh, you want to give it a certified okay, really okay. good chapter? No, 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 no. I'll say that. Damn, high standards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just figured you were so open because they use Fat Gum, so, you know. I like the fact. Fat Gum has one of my favorite uh, moments in the series. Uh, and Sun Eater. I know Brian likes Sun Eater. Yo, Brian loves Sun Eater. <laughs> Brian loves you his edge. You want to talk about Razor Edge right there? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, we get a little preview into uh, Sun Eater's new uh, form. Uh, he has this weird senator thing going on. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I like it. Which is like, did he eat a horse in order to get this? Yeah, amongst other things, you know. And he had like pineapple bombs. Yeah. What the fuck? Pineapple bombs. Yeah, he I does have pineapple know. bombs. Like, those pineapples at the end of his strings. I don't know what's going on, man. Okay, but, I know. Yeah, horse, pineapple, and bull. Yeah. He's uh, kicking ass. All right. Yeah, taking names. Sun Eater's cool. Uh, and that's. Uh, yep. But it's nothing compared to our boy Tokoyami. Um, he just immediately just summons a sharp, Dark Shadow Ragnarok. And he sends them. He sends it just flying into the, uh, into the tunnel. And that's when uh, Redestro's not wasting any fucking time. He just hulks up immediately. Uh, and uh, he just gets into a wrestling match with Dark Shadow. It's fucking cool. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And Tokoyami's no fucking joke. He just slams him straight through a wall. Uh, it was uh, it was a really cool moment. And uh, they they proceed on with the battle. He hides in Fat Gum's belly, and he's like, if Hawks could see me now, he'd be proud. It's eh. not... Why? What do you mean, eh? Well, I mean, he 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 broke a hole through a, through a wall. That was pretty nice, I guess. It's pretty cool. He he pushed Redestro through a wall in his full Hulk. Does he know that that's what happened? What do you mean? I don't know. I guess you know. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, that's a feat. You know what? Let me stop painting. <laughs> yeah, you're in a weird. Not thing. gonna lie. He matter of fact, he he hit him so hard that he busted out of his fucking leg prosthetics, both of them. Oh yeah, he did break his left like prosthetics. It says snap. Oh okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of Hawks, uh, Hawks is like just eviscerating all the Twice's clones. Uh, it's a and uh, Twice is just upset. He's literally crying right now. Just oh, you're destroying all my clones and you betrayed us. Um, and uh, you know Twice is completely outmatched at this point. Uh, Hawks is even taking down people on the outside, which is pretty wild. Uh, oh, well, clones he's making of other people, I guess. Um, I bet. I thought he was like he transferred his like feathers to like the outside and just took down all these people. But um, no, it was, it, they're actually just twice clones that he just replicated. Um, yeah. I mean, it, under the right circumstances, he couldn't. Um, I guess fight one person and still support other heroes from a distance. Yeah. Feathers, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, after he's getting just like wrecked by Hawks, uh he he tries to take him on himself and Hawks gives him a cool like samurai slash with his fucking feather. Um it was a cool little moment. 
And uh, he's like, you're done. Get it yet? You fucking lost. Uh, but I can still get you out of this if you if you just give yourself up. Nobody has to die, you know? Um, But uh, Twice doesn't give up. He's like, I still got to protect their happiness. This is your fault. Heroes just treat us like shit and cast us out. And um, right as uh, Hawks is going to finish him off, uh, that's when a huge fucking fire explosion bursts in from the other room and uh, knocks Hawks on his fucking on his ass. And it's Dobby just like stomps him out. And I guess he burns him alive underneath his foot. Um, Yeah, Hawks is about to get a very Endeavor-esque scar on his face. Yeah, at best. Yeah, it's real bad. At worst, I don't know. Yeah, so Dobby came Let's in. Let's appreciate to him as while well, he's still here. Put mm-hmm. it like that. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know if Hawks. It's it's pretty like ob- like we could make the guess that Hawks was probably gonna die here, but I don't think this is where he dies. Like I don't think they're just gonna like snuff him out. Like oh no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think Dobby's gonna finish him just like that. Yeah, I think he got to put in a little bit more. Yeah, we're probably gonna finally learn Dobby's real identity as uh, Endeavor's son here. Uh, I feel like they're gonna fight, and we're gonna get like Dobby's backstory. Um, but this was a—I thought this was a great chapter. Um, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was really bit. good, actually. Um, I don't know. Um, the the exchange between Dobby and uh, and uh, Hawks is a little—I don't know—melodramatic. Yeah, Maybe, but I'm just being a little too. No, no, no. Too, I think uh, you're actually kind of right about that. Um, I think you're, I think you're onto something there. I think it's because like I wish there was a little bit more build up in this particular story. Yeah, like don't you feel like it was kind of rushed? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This, I mean, especially this particular moment, there could have been a little bit more fighting before things got to this point. This could have been more of a cliffhanger type situation and. Yeah, or I like we could have. I don't know. We could have gotten stuff before this battle started. You know where like yeah. Hawks is hanging out with Dobby and you know, uh, not Dobby, uh, twice and just um, you know, getting to know him better. I we got that all in like a little flashback in a couple pages, and I guess it, like it gets the point across. But I wish there was a little bit more development in this to make this a little more palpable. Um, it's not the worst thing, but you know, it's just like kind of a weird misstep in uh in the storytelling there. But um, I still like this chapter quite a bit. I like what it was going for, and I think we got like just enough information to be invested in this in a way. Um, yeah. But yeah, it definitely needed a little bit more. Um, but overall, still a good chapter to me. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, do you want to say anything else about it? I'm looking forward to seeing the number two hero versus uh, Dobby. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. For sure. Um, but without further ado. Action Comics number 1021. Uh, this is still being drawn by Romita Jr. <laughs> it's uh, uh, okay. So last we left off, the Legion of Doom is just attacking <laughs> Metropolis. Oh, wow, you're funny. You are funny. Um, and Legion of Could Doom is. He's attacking like Metropolis for some reason. This is this is such a weird, like out of place type of battle. I don't know when this takes place in continuity because 
we're so far. It feels like we're so far ahead of what's going on here. Um, Already. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels like this happened like months so ago. last week for sure. Like <laughs> whatever. I'd say like so three months ago. It's been a while since the Legion of Doom was like an entire organization still. Um, but yeah, they're fighting him. They, yeah, they, you're right. They've allied themselves with uh, with Leviathan, um, and uh, there's just been this whole battle. And Red Cloud's involved. They got Red Cloud on their side, and she's like beating Superman. Um, yeah, and literally saying that like it's it's heavily it, it enthusiastically. Uh, what, what, I don't know any other words to use to just say that they're greatly encouraging the fact for you to know that she, she can kill Superman. Yeah, very weird. But who are we to say what? Right? I'm not the fucking writer of action comics. Yeah, an executive at DC. Yeah, it's to a point where she's like. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't even hate her. I really don't hate her. No, she's kind of OD. Yeah, Yeah. I don't hate her either. I mean, I don't have any. I don't know. I'll get to it at the end. But basically, she's. It's to a point where Superman's like begging for his life, and like, oh, not his life, but like, (laughs) just save this kid. You know, he's in danger, and he is such a good boy. You have to. And the bus down this street yeah and uh red cloud's uh heart is melted by this and she decides to let him go and uh luther superman just punches apex luther in the face once um and the rest of the league take down like the legion of doom and everybody just bounces (laughs) i guess Uh, i guess leviathan teleports everybody away like all the legion of doom people and then um yeah, he's basically like, I'll fight you next time, Superman. Just to reiterate my uh, my motivations, I don't think you're bad people. I actually would have fucked up Legion of Doom myself. I'm like, okay, Ooh. Leviathan. We get it, you're... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I really don't hate him at, at this point. You know what, I understand his point he made. It was just so pretentious, at, you know, and when it was building up to him. You know, for him to be a big nobody, but more sense now because he's basically saying I think do the absolute fucking most. He's just critiquing superhero culture and in, in, in the DC at, at large. Yeah, I'm not in the book industry. That's I'm, all it is. I'm not entirely against Leviathan either. I'm just kind of over it and I feel like there this whole like arc has been like to sell him to us still. You know like yeah. He's like I could have I mean, he's, he's like basically homie. like he, I could have OG for me now. I don't know. You don't feel like that? Like, you, if he pops up a few years from now in, in some type of event, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be happy to see him. He, yeah. he really does make a point. It, no, it yeah. just sucks that the whole event led to being Mark Shaw. Like, <laughs> come on, that wasn't cool. Maybe that would have been dope in two thousand eight. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like maybe, but not now. We wanted something heavy. I don't know, man. I th- I think my problem with Leviathan is not really his message or whatever. I I can get behind him as a character. Um, I actually liked him up to a certain point. I'm just, I feel like he like Brian Michael Bendis is like trying to be like here he he's he's my guy, you know. So he's like a real threat. I don't like that he's just out here <laughs> like I could I was gonna destroy. I can hear him to cheat. <laughs> I was just gonna like destroy the Legion of Doom. Up on Madden. Against computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's kind of like annoying, um, and it feels like this little arc just kind of went nowhere. 
it just leads to a point where this is actually even before Superman like reveals his identity because it turns out at the end Red Cloud learns from uh, the main the the leader of the Invisible Mafia that she works for. She knows that like she, he's about to come out as Clark Clark Kent. And that's where the issue ends, and I'm like, what happened that this got? To- Wait, it puts. Well, I I don't know what happened, but I, I I appreciated it because it put things in like in um in place. Because we're able to just kind of move forward from it and say, okay, okay, we can we can go on. These things matter because they're gonna play a role in stories in the future. But that's all. That's all, folks. Yeah, that was it? He said we teleported the Justice League away and came people away from the city. I could rebuild and, and show for a little while. And then, you know, that's when they came back and had that. And then it led to them losing. And then it was Luther versus the Batman who lasts. And I, I, I get it now. I think I kind of have a grip. We can we can start moving forward. Yeah, I hope so. You I mean, so? <laughs> said, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like just a weird delay thing. Like, it feels like a... I don't know what happened where it, it felt like because this is story. This story feels like it's like three months old. Yeah. So it's it's a little strange. I think it's because like maybe like Action Comics moves at a, it's a monthly series and everything else is pretty much biweekly at this point. So I guess it's just like behind a lot of things. Just naturally, these things are written in advance. So All right, I guess I answered my own question. <laughs> Let's randomize. Yeah. Chainsaw Man, uh, chapter 63, a trip to hell. Uh, last we left. Oh, off. man. <laughs> last oh, we, man. <laughs> last we oh, left man. off, um, Denji was just annihilated by this Tolka dude in a weird crucifix. <laughs> As per usual, things always getting smoked, yo. Yeah. That shit does not get old either. Yeah. So basically, after he just smoked uh, Denji, he his boss comes up to her and is like, "You did it. You did. You accomplished your mission." And uh, then uh, he he's basically like, "I'm gonna make you a sophisticated doll, essentially." And then she touches him, and uh, I guess he becomes like a doll. Is he part like of? Of uh, Santa Claus's thing, I I was a little confused as to how this how this works. Yeah, this was a very because I don't know who's pulling the strings. It seems like she's pulling all of the strings. Yeah, like this was all a setup. Just it doesn't make sense. Why would you turn this guy into a doll? Maybe it was all part of the sacrifice, which I guess we'll get into in a moment. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit more clarity. So okay. yeah, so this guy, her, yeah, she turned her partner into a doll, and and uh, Quan Chi just like tosses <laughs> this dude out of a window, <laughs> like the third person she's knocked outside of a window. Uh, that's when uh, the other dudes the in the Andenji's protection squad show up behind her, and and she's not even fucking stressed, dude. She's like, oh, you guys want to fight next? And everybody's like. Jesus, you guys next. I mean, know that they're going out that window for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Engage. I mean, how many windows are left? <laughs> She's broken like three already. Um, but as that uh, whole confrontation goes down, um, Santa Claus, the German uh, D 
demon dude that's uh the demon hitman that's out here to destroy denji he walks into the building and uh, apparently this lady and is the, is his granddaughter and she said she tells him goodbye as he stabs himself in the heart and uh in order to make a pact with this uh this hell demon this hell devil and he calls uh and this he basically makes an incantation which calls everybody in this fucking mall to hell <laughs> and uh it's pretty fucking wild dude uh so she she says i am my beloved children so she uses her grandfather or maybe she's disposing grandfather i don't know maybe that is her grandfather but she uses she she talks through him like she's controlling him and he sacrifices himself and those children that he asked for earlier oh yeah you're right <laughs> i guess he's <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you just see this long, weird finger come out and just snatch <laughs> these three kids up or something. I don't, it doesn't even show it, like, but now they're gone. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's it's so weird. It's the like, other one's just like, huh? What? <laughs> and then he then he dies, and everybody is in the dark in this building, and um, <laughs> everybody's just confused. Like, what the fuck just happened? And then this massive hand so comes down, down and, and just grabs the entire building and I guess brings it to hell. I guess that's what this whole grassy plain thing is. It's just fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look as horrible as I guess you would think. Maybe it's some type of and they just calling hell. <laughs> it's not the actual real for sure, for sure hell. It's the door factory no, from no. Uh, Monsters, Inc. Right, that's what I thought about. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Look at all those doors. <laughs> I wonder if Boo's like behind one of them. And then, yeah, there's this random ass empty bathtub on the ground as well. Um, and that's it. It's pretty much chainsaw, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you guys gotta wait till next week now to see what the fuck is going on. Because I, I, guess what? I know you don't. Neither do I. Yeah, I'm that's pretty, the feeling I get. I'm like eighty percent sure. Like most of this is made up week by week. <laughs> he has a general idea for him and he's just kind of like boom 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 30 things at a wall and it's gonna work yeah cause I can draw well does this guy do the story and art yeah or he does both two? yeah that's what it is he just draws and says okay this is what the story's gonna be <laughs> like, he does all his pictures and then does the 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 app let me stop yeah it was a good chapter yeah it was a it was a pretty good chapter um very uh very dark, <laughs> but you know that's usual. Sound I can't wait to explain this one, man. Because whoa, that's the general feeling I get with a lot of Chainsaw Man chapters, where it just kind of ends abruptly, and it's just like well, read next time to figure out what happens here. Um, yeah, but uh, overall, still great, uh, man. This was a good call to pick up this series. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it was a good call. <laughs> Without further ado, random. Legion of Superheroes. Um, we are on Legion of Superheroes number five now. <laughs> Christian led me astray. Did I? Is, what? How did I do that? Well, I guess we'll get to it, right? 
Yeah, okay, so we pick up where we last left off, and uh, a lot of things are happening uh, with Aquaman's trident and all that. Uh, I, I could... I oftentimes forget what happened in the last issue of this. <laughs> but um, uh, How many different people talked? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. That's yeah, ten. Wow. ten different in this one panel yeah it's uh it's a lot <laughs> okay so basically the legion of superheroes are in trouble and brainiac essentially talks them out of it you know uh everybody's just kind of like well, okay i guess we're not gonna arrest you guys and then they fuck off for a minute <laughs> and that's when um everybody's like bring superboy back to this t- the tutorial thing so he can learn so he can get more exposition in this goddamn series already. And uh, we also get this twist that uh, this alien guy, his mom is the president of the universe, essentially. So, shock of all shocks. Um, So we get some more stuff about the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Essentially, they save the president of the universe's life, and she basically uh, puts it into the... uh, the United Planets heads that they should allow them to start a new superhero team. Apparently, super ter- superhero teams went extinct along with Earth. So, uh, after this moment, they realized the necessity for them. And uh, she, ba- the president of the universe basically pitches this idea to the uh, to Saturn girl, uh, Lightning Lad. I forget this kid's name. Um, <laughs> uh, but one of those, one of them kids. And uh, it basically it's them just agreeing that they're gonna do it, but they're gonna do it their way. So because they think that the Madam President lady has an agenda, and they don't trust her, so uh, they eventually uh go to Kolu to uh to recruit Brainiac Five, and uh, he basically explains that like I think that uh, this Legion of Superheroes thing is a great idea, but uh, at the same time there's a big ass problem in the multiverse. And uh, the only way to fix this is to uh, to bring the founder of the United Planets here and, I guess, train him and prepare him for the upcoming struggle ahead, which is this uh, crazy cataclysmic event that's supposed to happen down the line somewhere. Um, and uh, the chapter ends where uh, Superboy, who has been getting all this information, finally steps out and is like, you didn't tell me that I was the fucking avatar of the future essentially and, yeah yeah and um and his uh conversation with saturn girl is interrupted by brainiac going like get out of earth we're in trouble uh and yeah that's pretty much the long and short of it uh <laughs> apparently they make a lot of references here to like the watchmen and doomsday clock um and uh, they do right mm-hmm I thought okay. I thought I was just bugging because it didn't make that, that reference. Oh, uh, why can't I remember? It was they made a reference to to literally a Watchmen character. Or does he say what? They say the does Watchmen. They say something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They say like the poor Watchmen people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is all reference. So they all die from nuclear explosion. Yeah. Uh, basically, I guess this is uh to tie in 
the Legion of Superheroes into the overall thing. Brian Michael Bendis, who writes this series, has said that this is his biggest project yet. So uh, I guess this is what he means. Uh, he's. I think this is going to lead into this 5G thing that DC has been trying to do for a while now. So uh, because like in that 5G, yeah, it's a uh, it's like a soft uh, reboot of the um, the um, DC universe where everything's supposed to time skip several years ahead. And uh, by this point, one of the major changes is that John Kent is going to take over as Superman at some point. Whoa. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, they have hinted a lot of stuff um, in the past few years. Yeah, um, there's like, just like a lot especially happening. Especially around Rebirth. Yeah, uh, just DC has been like strangely disorganized over the last couple months. It's been, uh, but I feel like now they're getting their shit straight and uh, they're they're aiming for this 5G thing to be a reality. I don't know how I feel about it. We'll just have to wait to see because, you know, there's nothing we could do about it. But, um, yeah, this is essentially to build up the fact that everything that, um, that lot, or at least like one of the major changes of uh, DC is pretty much going to start in with this series. Um, so I guess we can't, we can't get rid of it. <laughs> we, uh, I guess we have to keep up with it and make sure we understand what's going on because it seems to be a very, uh, important book overall. But uh, I didn't hate it. I think this is like the best issue of Legion of Superheroes so far. Um, but that wasn't saying much because I wasn't all that much invested anyway at this point. Uh, it was the dialogue was interesting with Brandon. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, this is basically a letter to us. Like, this is why this book is important. You you'll want to keep reading this. If you got it, you got it, Bendis. We'll keep giving you our money. Yeah. I mean, I think we're like literally following all of his series at this point. So he's he's got it no matter what. He's holding it hostage. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was Legion of Superheroes. It was all right. Um, let's randomize. Boruto, chapter 44, Amato. Um yeah, last we left off, uh, Naruto was rescued by Boruto and his uh, his squad, and uh, we pick it up where he's waking up in the hospital. So he's like fully back in the story. Uh, they're not even gonna make yep. him like, comatose at all. He's just like, I'm back. Nothing. He's ready to go too. Yeah. So it's a lot of like reaction to that. Um, and Shikamaru basically informs him about what happened. You know, uh, these kid, uh, you were kidnapped, and your kid and his squad went to save you. Which is, and Naruto like laughs at that because like, it's just like old times when we used to do shit like that. Um, and then we cut to, uh, to the hideout of the villains, uh, Kara, Kara, right? That's their name. And, uh, one, yeah. of, one of the guys, uh, not, Karma. not Jiraiya's grandson, uh, is going in to attack Gene and take him down for good. He summons a big ass toad. And uh, he, they, they're like not steam toad. Yes, steam toad. And uh, <laughs> as Delta is walking in, uh, they just knock her out immediately just by uh, this dude Amato saying like, "Time to go to sleep, Delta," and she just knocked out. That's it, done for her. Yeah, definitely not creepy. Sure, sure. 
yeah, all these guys apparently have an emergency shutdown code. <laughs> that seems like a pretty massive oversight. Um, so Amato gets into this fucking frog's mouth, and uh, he's like, good luck, uh, not Jiraiya's grandson. And he shuts his mouth, and he he gets teleported away by uh, by not Jiraiya's grandson. And uh, apparently he appears right outside of the Kanoha border. <laughs> And, uh, that's when, as the main characters are kind of, like, talking things over, uh, we get a little moment from, uh, Mitsuki. He, he call he, uh, takes Sasuke aside, and, uh, he basically re- figures out that, uh, Boruto is supposed to be, uh, Otsusuki's vessel. So, he asks him, what the fuck is that about? So, Yeah. I guess Sasuke just explains to him, it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much true. Uh, this Momoshiki guy from the Boruto movie slash first arc of this manga, his his chakra still exists inside of the karma stuff that's trying to take over Boruto. So just another creepy old man looking for a young boy's body to take over. <laughs> um, oh, now I see why they brought him to the side to have this conversation with Sasuke. Makes sense. Yeah. It's like, I totally get it, man. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. you? You sound a little sarcastic. <laughs> I do get it. Yeah. No, well, I'm saying the snake boy, like, he's like, no, like, I totally get the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know My dad I mean? used to do shit like this all the time. All the time. He did it to you, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, got that mark? Real <laughs> <laughs> dad. We uh we then cut to the new Inoshikacho training in the woods, you know, being the combination of both their parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, Shikadai does like does his like strategy stuff. He captures like one of them. It's like a it's like a random training montage. It's kind of nice. And um, that's when Amato shows up and he's like, "Wow, a new Inoshikacho! It's my lucky day." Like conscious... <laughs> and then he basically with no lighter for a cigarette, you know he's sick. Yeah, he's just he... hey, you in Atlanta fire and don't got a match or nothing like that, boys. Come on, <laughs> in Atlanta fire without a match. Um, <laughs> without a match, please. So yeah, uh, Shikadai immediately goes stranger danger, and he uh he sends a shadow to like just freeze uh, Amato in his tracks. But Amato is apparently... Yeah, they're too sketchy. Well, he's right. They're very smart. Yeah. And uh, apparently Amato has like a fucking pitchfork in his like sleeve. And he flicks it fork. and it makes a massive noise that caused Shikadai to get rid of his uh, shadow ju- possession jutsu. And he immediately takes him hostage. And the other members of Ino Shikacho do fucking nothing. As he straps on this fucking... This bomb collar thingy. And uh, he's like, I have a hostage now. Uh, he So I guess like Eno's kid telepathically uh, calls Eno and explains the situation. And that's when Shikamaru gets like word of it. So they all meet him outside of the border. Or no, they talk to him telepathically and they're like, what do you want? You know, uh, and basically the chapter ends where Amado is like, I want to surrender myself to the Leaf Village in exchange for information. 
Uh, so I guess he's just going to spill the beans, uh, real snitch moves. Uh, and that's the end of the chapter. Um, he said, I only did this dramatic shit to tell you that I'm very serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm sure so, I could have right, just, just told Shikadai that I'd like to surrender, bring his dad here. Yeah, and then threaten to blow up if he said no, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fine chapter. Um, I don't really it have anything. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. It's just uh, it's pretty dramatic, but uh, we're probably going to get the scrap between uh, not Jiraiya's grandson later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of thoughts on it, honestly. But, um, without further yeah, Um <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna randomize this now. Batman Superman. Uh, this is Batman Superman number eight. Uh, last we left off here, there was a lot of uh, stuff going on. Uh, Zod has resurrected the whole city. lot of banter. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this one, yeah, I guess so. No, but previously. Oh yeah, previously. Yeah, uh, essentially Zod resurrects uh, the people of Kandor using the the Lazarus Pit, and uh, yeah, basically Batman's fucked. <laughs> He's like. It's it's so funny. Like he pulls out a batarang. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm gonna use this somehow." Uh, somehow. <laughs> he he pulled out the batarang because it was it made him feel the safest. Yeah. Even though he knew it. You keep me safe, batarang. <laughs> he looks like a bat. And it's cool. <laughs> batarang, protect me. <laughs> Just for him to run through his arm. I thought he lost his arm. I was like, damn, Batman. Yeah, hard. dude, it's literally like a weird samurai slash where they cut straight through his fucking uh, bicep. <laughs> and he's like, damn. <laughs> See, all he says is, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of fucking mini Superman people. Yeah, they're fighting. What the fuck you call them? They're, they're fighting Kryptonians. They're around and they're mad. Yeah, this Kryptonian is the size of bees. And uh, one of them just directly, like, uh, like a, a group of them just enter Ra's al Ghul's head and just come out of the other side. These people should be suffering hemorrhages by now. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, but, you know, they're like super people, so they can hold that. Yeah. And uh, Superman just keeps asking Zod, like, Zod, what the fuck? And Zod's like, I was right, though. You should have tried harder. <laughs> At least I tried. Keep them alive. <laughs> like, dog, you wild out. Yeah. He didn't know they was going to go crazy or nothing like that, but he didn't care what the price. He was like, as long as I don't die and Kratonians and, and don't die, I mean, it's whatever. And you know what? He was right. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like, bro, you should have Wikipedia the Lazarus Pit, dude. You should have known better. Um, yeah, didn't that sound way too good to be true? Come on, bro. <laughs> uh, so basically, Ra's al Ghul 
remembers that he has a red sun grenade and he tosses it up to the Kandorians. He remembers. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I have the weakness of the Kryptonians, like one of the weaknesses of Kryptonians right in my fucking cellar. <laughs> and uh, he basically like call, causes the crypto the Kandorians to just like start falling and Zod captures all of them in the city of Kandor. They just like all happen to land directly inside of the jar. Basically, is like, look, Kal-El, we fucking did it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Superman continues to just, like, chew him out. He's like, you shouldn't have done this, Zod. This is fucked up, dude. And uh, Zod's like, I did the right thing. But that's uh, that's when uh, Raish just does the most fucking heartless thing in the world. And he just stabs the city of Kandor entirely. Like, with a mat- with his sword. Um just crippled. Yeah, with a kryptonite sword at that. Because he has that. I didn't yeah, that was established that last issue. That he had like a, a synthetic kryptonite sword. Oh. Yeah, and he just like samurai slices directly through the uh, <laughs> the Kandor city. And Zod is pissed. You know, he doesn't take well kindly to that. And uh, he's like, what did you do? And Raish... In the face of a Kryptonian, very calmly, is like, death is mine to deny. No one else's. No one else's. Yo, like, you got some type of fucking nerve, man. He literally <laughs> ran him through the whole temple, through several walls, mind you. Yeah, he literally was like, Zod wastes no time. Just slammed him directly through a wall. <laughs> it was super funny. Uh, I mean, Superman's like, man, listen, uh, I need to get my city back to the fortress. And can you try to stop Zod? And Batman's like, go. <laughs> what I tell you, I think what? Yeah. <laughs> Batman's like, I am Batman. Yeah, I Don't yeah, worry, Superman. I, I have a better rank. Yeah, bro. I, I, got, I got a way to figure this out. So Batman. Batman runs a hundred yards into the fucking forest, and by that point, Ray, uh, Zod hasn't killed Race yet. <laughs> Uh, he's about to he's not. So much shit to him. Yeah, he's gonna drop him. He's gonna drop a fucking tree drunk on his head, and that's when uh, Superman just like throws a bomb at his face and blows it up, which only serves to piss Zod off. And uh, that's and Race just cuts him. Yeah, as if you smack him upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zod cuts him with a, his Kryptonian sword, uh, Kryptonite synthetic Kryptonite sword, and. Um, even Zod's like, it's been a long time since I've been hurt like this. And, uh... Superman broke your jaw like... Just the other day. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. He just said, but I'm not that hurt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not about to get fucking killed by Rachel Ghoul. I mean, how shitty would that be? Uh, so he just, like, grabs Rachel's neck and uh, just flies him up 30 stories high. And then Batman's like, wait, stop. Zod, please. I understand how you feel. I know how lost people could drive people crazy. I dress up as a bat every day of my life. (laughs) I could have just been a rich man, but instead I just dress up like a bat and fight clowns in my city. So Zod, I guess, uh, he identifies with this, and he's like, 
you know what, Superman, that's a good, uh, Batman, that's a good point. I'm out of here. And then he just flies away and telling, uh, telling Batman. Not before just casually tossing Ra's al Ghul away in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you lucky. <laughs> Bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't gonna be able to walk for weeks. Yeah. So, uh, Ra's just flies away. Everybody goes their separate ways. And um, Superman manages to uh, save the Kandorians in the uh, in the Bottle City as best he can. Uh, but apparently, like Zod has some of them still, and he take he took some of them with him to the planet that he's like based at. And uh, he's like, "Here, son, I give you people in a bottle." And uh, that's where the issue ends. Um. A solid issue. Yeah, so major takeaways. Um, Zod is descended from Kandorians. Um, the Kandorians Zod are alive Raghu again. was embarrassed. Um, Batman beat Superman once or twice in the fly. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? No, I think we covered it all. <laughs> the Kandorians Batman are alive again. Batman can run very, very, very fast. He caught up with a Kryptonian. That flew miles away. Yeah. Yeah. Race escaped with his life, despite the fact that he pissed off a Kryptonian. Major takeaways. But uh, that was Batman Superman. It was all right. I had a good time. Um, Nothing much to say, though. Uh, Randomized. The Promised Neverland, Chapter 172, free. Um... This is uh, color pages. This is very nice, first of all. This is a really good illustration. Uh like it a lot. Um, we last left off where Emma was, like, telling uh, Peter Rattree to chill. Just like, don't, don't fucking move. You lost already. And uh, apparently Rattree just has, like, a knife in his sleeve because he's <laughs> he's a fucking comic book villain, and they all have that. <laughs> they all have it. Yeah. So uh, he's trying to play like innocent. He's like, please don't shoot me. I've lost. Uh, and uh, as he gets closer, he's like, I'm going to shank this bitch. And uh, his face right now, I forgot about this page. He's <laughs> like, come die with die. daddy. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at this nigga's face. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a piece no. of shit. <laughs> uh, so he's basically like about to stab her in the fucking jaw and she's like, I'm not going to kill you. We came here to talk. And uh, Ratchet's like, what? She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> an idiot. She's an idiot. <laughs> Yo, Ratchet is so petty. I fucking love him. He's like, I'm the yeah. only one against this child. Um... So I guess we get this little flashback where Emma is like floating the idea past her people. Like she just told him, "Is like I'm not gonna kill Ratri if I see him." And everybody's like, "He killed so many of us. Fuck that guy." And she's like, "But I, I'm a pacifist." And everybody's just like, "Okay, I guess so." <laughs> so yeah, they basically she basically speechifies him. Coronavirus makes an appearance in this chapter. Uh, do you see that? Yes, it does. I didn't even yeah, but see that. On the bottom that. left, they literally mentioned coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wow. 
<laughs> what is and happening you know how bad things are in the world? Yeah, just because I mean, they make a really beautiful point that I, I'll be honest, I just really don't care to explain right now. I feel like maybe towards the end of the series, I'll, you know, I'll get more into about what her philosophy is. Because, I mean, the gist of it is, you know, well, people are decent. We should work together instead of fight each other. Blah, blah, blah. You get the point. She's been saying that literally the whole fucking series. Yeah, pretty and much. I respect it. But, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Peter Ravi, I don't, I don't know if he's feeling it too much. <laughs> she kind of does tell him, like, you know, listen, like, bro, the, the whole reason you even situation is because of that, too. Like, you don't have to keep continuing that lifestyle. You can make things better. So, I don't know. Maybe it, it, it seems like he's listening. Into her, but I don't know. He is a good actor, and he did also say, "Come to Daddy to die." So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone that says that is ever going to come back and be a decent person. Yeah, I think he's going to try a fast one, and then I don't know. Maybe the demon kills him itself. I don't know. I feel like Demon Grant Morrison is just going to make uh, an appearance somehow. I can't. I have a feeling just that like what tear him in half or something. Yeah, something that'd be cool. And then play with his remains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. Um, I, yeah, I can't shake the feeling that he's going to be involved in the resolution of this somehow. I don't know. I could be wrong, he's though. He's like, let's end the thousand years of suffering right now, Peter Ratt, in instead of stabbing me. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> instead of just plunging a knife into my heart. Uh, I don't think that's going to work out. I feel like he's just going to try another fast one. Maybe Norman kills him. I don't know. Hmm. I mean that's what that's my guess essentially, but um, yeah, those problems never mind. It was alright. I uh, I guess uh, well, this is just like a wait and see type of chapter. We'll have to see how this goes. Uh, you want to say anything about it? Nope. All right, we're moving on. Uh, randomize. <laughs> The X-Books. Uh, we are going to start with Giant Size X-Men Nightcrawler number one. Um, this is not a continuation from uh, last last time in Giant X Giant Size X-Men. Last time we had a, a story where Jean Grey and uh, Emma Frost traveled into Storm's mind to discover that mm -hmm. she was in, infected with this uh, cyber virus thing. And uh, this is a completely different story. Um, it starts off, I guess... The main point of the story is to reconcile what happened to the Westchester uh, School for the Gifted uh, as Nightcrawler, uh, Nightcrawler, Magic, this eyeball dude, and uh, and Cipher all appear at uh, at a Krakoan gate inside of the uh, inside of the manor, and um, they come across this nest of uh, of alien of alien like bounty hunters, little like pill bugs shaped alien people um yeah real creepy creepy crawlies gave me the heebie-jeebies the, 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 the yeah they're gross <laughs> and um basically nightcrawler and uh this eyeball dude and magic all start to fight them meanwhile cypher is uh trying to uh communicate with them and figure out what the hell their deal is and uh essentially it all boils down to that there was a mutant who tried to enter the uh, 
the Krakoan portal through the Westchester Manor, but uh, they were they couldn't get through for some reason. I think it was, or something like that. Or they got, or she got upended by uh, by these alien uh, bounty hunter people. And uh, this lady's name is Lady Mastermind. Uh, she is, I guess, a character in this universe. <laughs> And uh, she's been lost for a while, so they finally found her. And, uh, yeah, they basically work out a deal with these alien uh, bounty hunters that says that they can keep the manor as long as uh, they're allowed to keep the crack holding gate there and allow mutants to pass through it. So, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was giant size X-Men uh, in a nutshell. Um, these are just, like, weird one-off stories, I guess. Uh, but they kind of establish, like, um, you know, a lot of, like, little important plot points that I'm sure to come back later. Um, but I did like the art. It was, like, it has this really classic art style um, I enjoyed, and I like that it centered kind of on Nightcrawler, even though it kind of didn't. It was mostly Cypher's story, but I'll let it slide. Um, do you want to say anything about it, Josh, before we move on? No. Nah. All right, then we're just going to move on to our next issue, which is Hellions, number one. Um, this is essentially Mutant Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, this is a brand new number one uh, written by Zeb Wells. Uh, it's uh, it's basically about, uh, it starts with Havoc's bro- Havoc, uh, Cyclops' brother, on a mission with uh, a couple of the X-Men busting this uh, black market ring, that uh, the Hellfire cult. Apparently, there's like a new Hellfire Club going on, and uh, they're trying to steal. Yeah, they're and they're to... different from the other guys. They was uh, very specific about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, Havoc loses his shit on them after they try to like this sneak attack thing that takes him down, and uh, he ends up like heavily injuring this disfigured dude, uh, this dude, and uh, disfiguring another. And uh, we get a bunch of like little. Uh, st- little flashback-esque type things to introduce us to these other members of this team. Uh, it's essentially this kid named Empath who has the ability to control um, to control emotions. Uh, this weird robot guy, I'm not sure where his powers are, He he has, but he seems to be obsessed with this egg robot thing um, named Nanny. Uh, there's this wild child kid who's, I guess, like Beast Boy Hulk. <laughs> so I guess, um, and uh, there's scalp collector. I think his name is scalp scalp hunter. My bad, scalp hunter in the back. I'm not exactly sure what his powers are either. Um, but essentially, they're all being called to trial for the shitty things they've done, and for whatever. And Sin- Mr. Sinister saying, uh, basically comes up with this idea that uh, they should put these guys all on a team and allow them to put their towns to good use, essentially, um, under his rule. And for whatever reason, the council, the quiet council, thinks this is a great idea, and they give him pretty much the okay to do it. Um, and uh, Cyclops' brother is thrown into this mix, so Cyclops uh, sends in Psylocke to make sure that he's all good and safe and, you know, they don't get too out of hand. Uh and their first mission is essentially they're tasked with destroying an old headquarters of Mr. Sinister's. And, uh, they are, and that's basically their goal. They're just going to trash this place. But, uh, the one problem is, is that it's held up by, um, 
Mr. Sinister's old like team of marauders and uh they have to go through them in order to destroy it and it's led by this lady um i don't know who this is but uh she seems like a big deal and she seems to have taken down like a bunch of these people that they're supposed to fight so um yeah that's that in a nutshell i actually kind of like this issue what do you think josh um i like how they're you know, I'm a sucker for philosophy, so um, I like how they basically uh, saying that these guys aren't, you know, um, they're not evil per se. They've just been, a, they, you know, they're kind of like a victim of, like, their abilities and, and, and like, who they became isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's only bad because if it affects other people in harmful or just negative ways, so... They're trying to get really creative in a way to use these these mutants that you would think, okay, there's no way they should ever be on Krakow. You know, the ones that we figured, what are they going to do about this guy or that guy? You know, so I thought it was, this is actually just really, a really tough way to deal with that issue and, you know, try to see where they want to go development-wise. I don't see these guys becoming complete anti-heroes or nothing like that, but um, I want to see their growth. I yeah. want to see the lessons they learned. Yeah. Uh, through this expression of violence. Yeah, I really agree with you. I thought this was like a really smart way to just uh, bring it, bring up the idea that like not every mutant is like gonna be like copacetic with their ideals on a just like a fundamental level of who they are. This is they're just gonna be problem people in this uh, in this group, and they have to figure out a way to deal with them. It's a pretty smart way. Uh, it's not like entirely exactly like the Suicide Squad, so uh, that's interesting enough. Uh, so I, I I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where this issue go where this series goes. Uh, I'm definitely interested. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna move on to our third series, Wolverine. Um, number two. Uh, essentially, the the story is about so far is uh, there's someone who's out here just uh stealing um part, like pieces of uh crackle and flowers from the X Men. And selling them on the black market, and they're being led by this psionic, uh, psionically powered person named the uh, Pale Girl. Uh, and Wolverine was uh, somehow mysteriously led by this lady to kill all of the X Force. So, yeah, <laughs> they're having a, a tough time with her. Uh, he wakes up in the middle of Krakoa after having these crazy dreams where he's just murdering everybody because he's been so affected by the Pale Lady. And uh, essentially, he gets to uh, to team up with this FBI agent who was also on the cage, uh, this big Lebowski-looking dude. And um, they're on their way to deal with these people, uh, but... This dude is legit shaggy. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, he it's, is literally shaggy. <laughs> he's the big Lebowski, dude. You don't know... Do you know what the big Lebowski is? Is that supposed to be Shaggy when he grows up or something? No, there's or a from, movie called from... The Big Lebowski. Uh, Scooby-Doo? No. No, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, he looks exactly like the dude from uh, Big Lebowski. I'm saying, like, this guy solves mysteries and he looks so, like, unkept. I mean, he does solve mysteries. That's Shaggy growing up. I'm not saying you're wrong. And look huh? at his shirt. The same lime green color. And the design of the mystery van a little bit. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Nah, dude, I'm going to show you The Big Lebowski after this and you're going to see. Uh, that it's actually a big Lebowski. But uh, it's all inconsequential anyway because Wolverine ends up just 
stabbing the Big Lebowski, Detective Big Lebowski in the chest, and uh, takes over the boat. And he is now under the influence of the pale girl. Uh, Yet again, he's his weakness really is psychic attacks, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, the stereo got him. This pale lady got him. Probably a few others. You know it. On the bright side, look how happy he looks <laughs> sailing his little boat. He's so fucking excited. Yeah, murdering people. Yeah, he's like, eh. <laughs> um, it was a solid issue of Wolverine. Um, I'm glad that it's not like 90 fucking pages like the first issue. Um, it was it was nice to focus on one story. Uh, but uh, overall, I'm enjoying it. Uh, moving on to X-Men number nine. Um, this is uh, a continuation of the brood arc that's been happening. Uh, this uh, the new the new mutants captured this egg from uh, from Cree space and they brought it back to Earth and it turns out to be this king egg that was developed by Cree scientists in order to introduce uh, a patri the patriarchy into the uh, into the brood for lack of a better term uh, because they all like hail to these queens it is like a hive mind society where they all like bow to these queens and all that stuff they genetically altered like a a patriarchal uh being in order to inject itself and uh and and dominate the entire species as a whole so whoever controls that king uh that king brood controls the entire brood uh the entire brood uh hive and at some point that turns out to be like trillions of fucking broods so whoever has that has a substantial amount of power and uh this issue is basically yeah so this issue is basically like a big fight for the to keep this uh this king egg away from the powers that be that would use it for terror for bad uh purposes like the kree uh the shiar people get involved uh they have this cool moment where Gladiator just knocks uh, an accuser out of the goddamn uh, into goddamn space. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. I did like this moment. Um, and they crash land on this I uh, this planet where they the X Men and the Shi'ar all, and also um Cyclops's people all have to just fight for their lives against these brood. Uh, but eventually they all just fucking stop. And everybody's like, "What the fuck is going on? Uh, did we stop it? Did we? Did it work?" And then uh, it turns out, Brew ate the king egg, which makes him the new alpha of the entire Brood army, which is essentially ten thousand worlds, six trillion drones, one thousand queens, and now one king. So the X. We got all those huge queen one. They're like, "Yes, Zaddy, watch <laughs> <laughs> your back." Mm-hmm. Like, they was real upset about it happening, but now they're just like, what else? Now they're into it. You're our master. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'm totally down. Yeah. So, Let's do this. Well, this is a surprising move for Brew. I'm glad that, like, he's in the... I, yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. So, I I guess it's like a... Oh, the Supremo. I hate these guys so much. <laughs> the Shi'ar? Majester. Supremo. I think it's the Majester. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something called the Eyes of the Supreme or 
Oh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe this just has to do with the Kree. Oh, yeah, the Kree guy. I think he's the Supremer. Uh, and, okay. uh, yeah, I think uh, Gladiator is the Magister. Um, but anyway, <laughs> in any case, uh, that was X-Men number nine. I actually really enjoyed reading this. Uh, it was a, it was a really good time. Yeah, it was a good issue. Uh, I like the fighting scenes. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's not really intricate, but it's cool. Yeah. I just it's, feel it's like it's big and flashy. That's yeah. the type of stuff I expect. Yeah. All these, uh, X-Men issues are literally just Hickman dropping plot points here and there and i'm sure that at some point we're gonna get into uh like a story proper yeah right like he's just leaving little breadcrumbs and then just making a nice little you know a fun read around each of them like he's not he's not trying hard to tell the story which is you know again like i imagine this was the same feeling of with avengers where you know me i went into the series with that lens that it was telling a big overall story Mm -hmm. so it was already spoiled for me and it was still amazing. So, you know, I just, I'm taking each, each one step by step. I know those Botanists is going to be important. <laughs> yeah. I better pay off huge, these old, yeah. old ladies. Yeah. It's like we've been saying, it's like a real slow burn and he's genuinely taking his sweet ass time telling this story. Um, it has the, and, and, and that's where it should be. Yeah, for sure. I'm like with Doomsday Clock, where they needed to get to the fucking point. I think yeah, it, pretty but. much. <laughs> I don't know if it needed 12 issues, but I agree with that. But uh, we're gonna move on to our final X book, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, X Men plus Fantastic Four number three. Um, basically, this issue has been reconciling with Franklin's mutant status, and uh, it's been a big fight between the X Men and the Fantastic yeah. Four over who gets possession over Franklin, essentially. Um, and they all end up on Doom Island, where uh, Doctor Doom is essentially harboring mutants from Krakowins. Um You make it sound so horrible. I mean, I, he's not. It doesn't seem to be against their will, uh, as we find out later. So, but he is he is keeping them away from Krakowins. Um But essentially, the Fantastic Four and the X Men all land on this island, and they argue. Uh, diplomacy for a little while <laughs> they're basically like um yeah hey you guys are on my island you're gonna follow my rules until this is all done um and the rest I is love franklin <laughs> and i can do more for you boy than your father can yeah it's a big like yeah. I, who's your daddy now contest that happens after that where uh dr doom is literally making franklin's dreams come true and reed is just like mm, i don't <laughs> like it <laughs> i don't like it so. There's even a part where he says how like, like uh, surely you must know what it's like to be, to to feel like you're missing something, like that, like you're not like, and then he said something about like not having Doom's intelligence, and I was just like, yo, this nigga is a prime shit talker, man. Yeah, he's a Doom. No, nobody touches do Doom. it better than Doom. Yeah, so I'm gonna find the panel right now, man. Like, <laughs> I gotta get that down. Yeah, this whole time Doom That's is literally saying. just shit talking him. And uh, meanwhile, the X Men are like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're gonna go get our mutants anyway. And uh, they use uh, Invisible Woman's help to try and get in deeper into the island where the mutants are being held. And uh, they come across these kids. Uh, Emma try Emma Frost tries to convince them to go with them. 
uh, and they're like, uh, no, we're pretty happy uh, here. You know, uh, we begged our Lord for mercy and others did not. So they got fucked up. And then uh, they're about to snitch on on the X-Men to uh, to Dr. Doom. And uh, that's when uh, a Doom bot seems to just burst through the uh, the window here. And uh, it, it gets into an altercation. Wolverine stabs it and uh Doctor Doom seems to get a hold of that idea of that uh information somehow and he's like, Hmm, it seems the mutants have disobeyed my direct order and have decided to attack a human being. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Unconscionable. Yeah, right? like, Unjustifiable. This is obviously Unju- like he was so happy <laughs> he's like, but he, like, I knew it. He- yeah, I knew they couldn't yeah, resist. I was for that one. And uh, <laughs> this basically gives it's him one of those. this gives him an excuse to summon his Doom Sentinels, and uh, that's where this issue ends up. Uh, damn, Doom is shiesty as shit, dude. Um, but there's like a really cool, there's like an interesting scene between uh Charles and um and Doom that that uh, I kind of glossed over where uh. Professor Xavier is like, why didn't you take our drugs? And uh, Doctor Doom is like, because I'm not, I'm not a little bitch. You know, you guys are out here just like pretending you're better than us and offering us your drugs, and all these people are falling in line. But I don't need that shit, you know. I'm not afraid. Well, you don't, but the people do. <laughs> yeah, sure, Doom. Let them all suffer because of your arrogance. I mean, nobody suffers if he says no. It just kind of like it's his people that like they don't get, they don't get like his drugs and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just a matter of pride for Doom. Uh, I thought it was kind of like an interesting dynamic, and it's very in line with his character to not just bend over to mute to the mutants. Of yeah. Um, but overall, just off the strength of no, like I'm not joining anything. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm not no bitch. I have everything. Yeah. You see this crown? I'm a king. I was a god once. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember when I killed Thanos or something? I remember the... his fucking spine through his chest. <laughs> yeah. With the spine on his body through his own chest and watched him disintegrate in front of me. That was me. Big boss daddy doom. Big boss daddy doom and this fucking bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. And shut the fuck up, Emma Frost. Stop <laughs> trying to get in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was uh that was the Xbox. Uh, all pretty enjoyable for the most part. Uh, I had a good time. Um, without further ado, One Piece. Uh, this is One Piece chapter nine hundred and seventy seventy five. Kinemon's clever trick. And also RGC. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give it a. I'll give it the RGC right now. This is. Certified, really good chapter. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah. Um, yeah, this... I mean, it's One Piece, so what else do you expect? World Trigger's not out yet, so, you know, what else would it be? Yeah. Uh, so, last we left off, uh, the Straw Hats, the Heart Pirates, and the Kid Pirates all showed up to back up the samurai. And Luffy is donning this fresh-ass coat. Yeah, it is a whole parrot coat, and it's really dope. Yeah, he's holding, he's has it on his shoulders like the rest of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
He's here. For- I don't know how it hangs there through all the combat, but it does. It's funny. Like every character who wears their jacket like this, all of them they just they're just attached at the shoulder. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh was the most like <laughs> epic because some of them had it and it, they were like damn damn near like capes. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh mode would look crazy. I don't understand how the fuck his jacket. Anyway. Yeah, Luffy's not the only one yeah. with the wardrobe change though. Because look at Usopp and Frankie just donning the fucking cannonball stuff. And they're like have their old samurai garb. It's, it's I actually like this design for Frankie. He's really It doesn't like count though. It these does. are just these are just like you know samurai specific stuff. They're not like brand new designs. I kind of I'm kind of annoyed with One Piece that they do that, but at the same time, I guess clothes? it's cool. No, or yeah, yes and no. So basically, when you see them update their clothing, usually that's signifies some type of growth. But really, in One Piece, it's just they change it based on the area they're in, which is cool. But you see, with not with Naruto, with with, with Luffy. I feel like him having this jacket, this is a character update. You know what I'm saying? That this is him now. He's going to be rocking the coat. I mean, <laughs> uh, he should. Why wouldn't he, right? Yeah. Why would you introduce this and take it away from us, right? I mean, not <laughs> not every character has, like, an upgrade. Like, Sanji, all all his upgrade is is just a new pair of gloves, I guess. Uh, Chopper's got a samurai suit on, though. Yeah. Um, Didn't this Jaguar guy die already? No, that's a different guy. Uh, Pedro's dead, but this oh, is—I okay. uh, think this is one of Darkstorm's people. Uh, yeah, I forget his right. name. I don't know why. The Musketeer guy, I remember now. Yeah. Uh, so Kinemon starts to apologize to Luffy because, like, all the samurai are not there because the plan was leaked and they had Kanjuro as a traitor, and um, and uh, apparently uh, I forgot that the, they didn't know this, but uh, not nobody in. Nobody amongst the pirates knew that Big Mom and Kaido are together, are like alliance, uh, right now. Oh, wow. But there's no real time to really think about it because everybody's fire, like all the enemy is getting ready to fire their cannons, and that's when Luffy, Law, and Eustace all fucking pop onto a ship real quick, and it's just, uh, it's the classic like. And we're fucking happy. It's the classic Saboti fucking team up where they bu- and now they all use their ultimate moves. Luffy just rips out Gear Fourth immediately, <laughs> and uh, they basically annihilate one ship pretty easily. Um, <laughs> Look how low just is Rube. <laughs> like I don't need no special move. This shit is OP. <laughs> I can't be stopped. I am Fuck a god. You talking about Scarlet Witch? Eat a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she yeah. could say no more mutants, and he would say room. <laughs> room. Right. I guess. Pretty sure that's how it works. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess. Dendro. They're pretty, they're pretty unclear about about his ability. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dendro uh, cuts one of the ships in half and reveals himself as Dendro to the rest of the uh, to the rest of the Ayakaza Nine, and uh, he also reveals that they were able to save, like they were able to like rescue the samurai that were that uh, that were leaked. The, the plans that were leaked, and they moved them to the wharf as opposed to Tokage Pier where they were supposed to meet up. And uh, mm. not only do they have, like, their their original, like, set of pirate, uh, set of samurai, they also have another 1,200 samurai on their team. And uh, the chapter Jeez. ends... The chapter ends with a big-ass army shot. They have all their allies. The fucking old Don is here, too. Uh, it's fucking cool. Yeah, oh, 
man. Everyone remembers what happened from the past, and now we do too. We fresh off of a fucking flashback. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I uh, and bro, he was possessed by the angry demon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. I think it said my face changed because I was so mad. I let him. Like what? <laughs> 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 I didn't know if that was like legit, legit. Well, that was some type of just Japanese saying, you know? Yeah. Or Wano saying. So they have 5,400 people total to, to fight Kaido with. <laughs> and uh, Kinemon's like, hmm, I guess I'll take the credit for this plan, even though it wasn't mine at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. Like I said, <laughs> so this whole entire time. It, so it's funny because he's saying, like, the only reason is because you you were smart enough to it's confused it with the other thing and he was like oh shit so because I made a mistake we were all saved <laughs> <laughs> that was his face he didn't go say a fucking word I like how it goes bang like the the, the fucking instrument hit you know yeah the gong yeah um, the gong yeah this was a very good uh, this was a really good chapter I really enjoyed this uh, I, I'm so happy that like Oda wasted no time after this flashback you know, he was like, yeah, right. so let's get right to it, right to the punchy. Yeah, we're done with this fucking stuff. exposition. Let's get into it. Uh, love it. I mean, not much else to say. It's fucking One Piece. What else do you expect? Uh, without further ado, randomize. I was born to boy. Dr. Stone. Uh, we are on Dr. Stone chapter 144. Uh, the main characters play poker. And that's it. Yes. <laughs> that's it, guys. Uh, I mean, tricky, tricky. I'm going to cheat. But really, this whole time, I was cheating myself. <laughs> you know, one of those. I swear. You ever, you swear. ever seen Reservoir Dogs? Oh, man. I love Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> there you go. You know what happened in this chapter then. I ripped off uh, Reservoir Dogs for my uh, for my script in college when I was going to film school. I would I just basically but who hasn't? I basically who made hasn't? like a bootleg Reservoir Dogs. If I can Reservoir start. Dogs ripped off of a Japanese film. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm doing it honor. Um, I mean, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's basically an argument. Uh, the tradition. They're playing poker. It's an American tradition. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, it's. You're pl- the main characters are basically playing poker to decide the course they take to um, to America. Uh, it's it's a big long thing, and uh, it all ends up where Senku wins. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you were absolutely correct. <laughs> good, good call. I mean, come on, bro. He's the fucking scientist. He he created tele. He created cell phones in the Stone Age. I don't understand why you would ever not listen to any word he says. Yeah. So they're gonna make a GPS at the end of this chapter to uh, to get to there to America faster, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, I swear, yeah, that's we, it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. swear we like Doctor Stone, you guys. We just don't have a lot to say about it a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, you know, when there's enough to talk about, there is. Yeah, you know, and there is. Yeah, well, it was it was a funny chapter. It was yeah. a good chapter. It just is what it is. Yeah. It, there's not a lot to say. Um, yeah, your man's had a whole bug in his sleeve to sense the sugar, but it was like a, a faint. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. That nigga's went berserk. Yeah. yeah. All right. Randomize. 
Black Clover. Uh, this is Black Clover Chapter 2. Oh, man, I almost forgot about that one. Uh, this is uh, 244, Cinderella Gray. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, first of all, I'm going to give this one of these. Certified what? RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. What? <laughs> for, Are you serious? For one reason. Okay, so this chapter starts off with Aston. Heavy infighting? Is that why? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, it, was the best, it was the best thing I read all week. You're right. Dude. This part right here. <laughs> yeah. so, so last week, uh, Asta, he cuts uh, this, this king guy's face a little bit. And he gets so upset. Bit. He goes like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to fuck you up myself. <laughs> and then he starts Boy, it's like, boxing it's like when you play somebody in the game. It's like when you're playing like somebody in Smash Brothers or something, and, and you and, and you playing around with somebody you know you're clearly better than. Then they take a stock from you real quick, and you're just like, "Nah, fuck out of here!" Like I'm about to violate. Dude, them. he full blown little Max Asta. <laughs> like he goes Dempsey. Oh my god! Do- mm-hmm. Oh my god! It was. This is, oh, you want to cancel Magic Boy? Hold these hands, then. Dude, I don't know why he needed gravity magic to to box, but whatever. Dude, he his okay. hands, his like his his form is flawless. Flawless. <laughs> He's keeping his guard real tight. <laughs> Damn. And he wow. just he just pounds. Blah, 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 blah. Hold up. He just yeah. bangs Asta out real quick. <laughs> and meanwhile, Gray is on the ground crying that she can't help uh he can't she can't help uh Gauch who's dying on the floor right now. And essentially, we get into Gray's backstory, which was kind of unexpected. Uh, apparently, Gray yeah. Gray is Cinderella, and that's why they call this chapter Cinderella Gray. She, she's basically uh, a, a kid who has like evil stepsisters and a stepmother, and they're mean to her. And Hina, she runs away from home, where she gets saved by Gauche and his weird fucking obsession with his sister. By the way. This is not charming. I don't. I, I. I get this is supposed to be played for laughs, but it's so weird. It's so bizarre. It's definitely a Japanese thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a cultural thing. <laughs> it's, 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 yes, it's, it's, a pop, it's a Japanese pop culture reference. It's not for us. It's definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's not for us. What else? And then, uh, I guess through sheer willpower, after the flashback is over, Gray just heals Gauche and uh, and pretty much resurrects him. I don't know what this secret power is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's going to be explained in a later chapter. Meanwhile, Asta gets botched the fuck out of his demon form. And uh, the chapter ends with uh, the king being like, come be my woman, big titty reality warping girl and uh he notices that the chick is uh healing him too and he was like oh you're in our king stage as well interesting oh yeah he tries to get great he to both of them yeah like bro she's definitely young young it's like 14 but it's okay because you know why uh a the big boy black slash yami superhero pose up yeah, they're rescued by Yami Sukahiro, and uh, it's pretty cool. I'm very excited to see how this goes. Um, to see Yami go like full full strength, I'm very excited. Yami's yeah, actual tryhard. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Should be cool. Very fun chapter to read. I wish they'd focused a little bit more on just the Asta getting boxed the fuck out by this guy with his bare hands. But um yeah, I had a I had a great time with this chapter. Um and uh I and with that being said, that's been our show everybody. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. You can uh, if you enjoyed the show, you can find us on Spotify as well, um, as well as Google Play. We're on Google Play now and Stitcher too. So uh, if you prefer any of those, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/newjumpcity. Uh, follow us on Twitch.tv at Twitch.tv/newjumpcity for uh, a later stream. We're gonna try again next time my internet's better. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinel at JD Cole underscore thirty seven at B.ESP. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you want us to talk about. Uh, and also, I got something special coming to YouTube pretty soon. Um, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, without being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, stay safe out there, New. Stay safe out there, New Jump citizens. Peace.